Stephanie Laska. Welcome to the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I lost 140 pounds by continuing to enjoy my favorite light beer, tortillas, and chocolate. I believe you can have your sugar-free cake and eat it too. You don't have to be perfect on the keto diet to be successful at losing weight. Your journey on Dirty Lazy Keto, it starts today. So if you guys came here today looking for some advice about how often and what time of day you should weigh yourself, and you're hoping to maybe walk away with some tips about the scale and how you can best use the scale for weight loss, then you have come to the right place. I'm not going to talk you out of it, okay? So here's the, here's the thing, you guys. I lost 140 pounds. I know I love showing you these. So embarrassing. Um, but I lost 140 pounds and I've helped people all over the world, just like you, lose weight and keep it off by following the advice that I share in the Dirty Lazy Keto books, okay? And the advice I'm going to share with you today. And specifically, I want to call out um, chapter two, if you have your copy of Dirty Lazy Keto Get Started, because uh, chapter two is really where I get into being more accountable and how to use the scale to help you, not to hurt you. So I'll be referring back to that a lot today. A lot of the information will sound familiar if you just read the book, okay? So today I want to explain to you guys why you should love, love, love your scale. Give it a kiss. I was thinking about drawing a big heart on it, like in lipstick and kiss marks, and I'm like, hmm. This has been on my bathroom floor. Maybe not. But I want to give you guys some tips about how you can learn to love your scale, and what time of day might be best to weigh yourself, how often you should weigh yourself to help you with weight loss. Because that's the bottom line, right? I know you guys don't want to be afraid of the scale like it's the enemy. The, what is that called? A Garmageddon? No. Armageddon? No. Who knows? <laughs> Tell me what this is called from Stranger Things. Scale is not the enemy, folks. We can learn to love it and embrace it and give it a big hug because it's going to help us. And I hope that you'll stay for the whole video because at the end, I'm going to show you my before bra. I don't know if I've ever showed it. Um, I'm going to show you my before bra when I weighed almost 300 pounds. And I'm going to show you or tell you rather how you can win a prize for commenting today during our video about the scale and weight loss. So while I'm getting out my first show and tell, tell me if you like this topic by giving the video a thumbs up, okay? That way I know you're all alive. Give me a thumbs up while I'm getting my hat on. That way I know you like the topic. Oh yeah, I'm going in, people. Is it fitting okay? Let's see. Oh yeah, that's a good look. <laughs> this is my genie hat. This is my genie, like my magic genie. And the reason I'm putting on my genie hat is I really do think that the scale helps us, um, not with wishes, there's no three wishes, but I really feel like the, the genie, the hat, this fortune teller kind of look, it helps you look at the scale and maybe see the future and see the past. You might be able to tell what's working, what's not working. And I really think that the scale can help you make predictions about what's going to happen next. I also think um, the scale is really helpful for spotting trends. At least that's been my experience, okay? So I know you may not believe me yet. You might be a little skeptical, but in reality, the scale is gonna be like putting on glasses. When you couldn't see before or things were blurry and muddled, 
Putting on glasses allows you to really see the truth. You see things that maybe you didn't see before. It might help you uncover blind spots. Do you agree? <laughs> maybe. It might even help you to face the truth. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, so let me know before we go any further, like how often are you weighing yourself right now? And do you think that's helping or hurting your weight loss efforts? So how often are you weighing yourself? Put that in the comments and then share if you feel comfortable, if you think that's actually helping or hurting your weight loss efforts. And then we're going to circle back to that and see if maybe you had an aha moment or if things just stay the same. We'll see. But here's the, here's the thing. I think um, the scale is kind of like spinach. Okay, if I can do another metaphor. It's like, yeah, no one likes it really. You know, I know that Popeye might, but most of us are like, it's not so good. But we tolerate it. We do it because we know it's helpful, right? Like we eat spinach, we eat vegetables. Some we don't necessarily like because we know it's good for us. But I feel like the scale and weighing yourself every day maybe even more than once a day. I feel like it can be an effective method for tracking weight loss, even though it might be kind of scary at first, right? Come on, work with me. I'm trying to have a little fun here. We're talking about how much we weigh and that can be painful. And I don't necessarily want to make anyone feel sad, um, but I think it's important that we're honest with each other, right? Um, now I mentioned that if you have your book, The Dirty Lazy Keto Get Started, if you go to page 123, I have to put my glasses back on. Um, page 123. This is the beginning of chapter two. And I wrote this little sentence here. I just want to share it with you. Getting on the scale after a hiatus really sucks. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> Even today, 140 pounds lighter, I balance myself like a gymnast on the bathroom scale, hoping that if I stand on one leg, Somehow that will subtract a few pounds. To manipulate how much I weigh, I will use the bathroom multiple times, take off a bit of jewelry, and even strip down naked. Don't act like you haven't done those things. <laughs> you know you have. Um, the scale is very powerful, and that's the truth. I mean, seeing how much we weigh, it evokes such an emotional response inside of us that it's almost scary. But there's no way around it, folks. In order to really get started, we have to know where we've been. Quote, unquote. It's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, the scale, I'm going to go over this with you guys today. And if you decide to use a scale, it's your decision. No one's going to force you. If the scale is not, you know, a good thing in your life, then then by no means don't. You know, everyone's got issues and, and things that, really get them triggered. Um, but for those of you who are more comfortable using the scale, I want to encourage you and answer some of those common questions like how often you should weigh yourself and when you should weigh yourself. And that way you can get the maximum benefit for weight loss. Okay. So share what you're currently doing in the comments. I think that it's important to kind of communicate and help each other and get real. Let's be real because I know we're not all perfect. At least I'm not. Right. I think it's important to talk about this issue and be honest. Like, let's not be all pretending we're perfect. Because um, otherwise, you know, we tend to go down these self-sabotaging paths with the scale. Has anyone done that? <laughs> I know I have. 
Like, for example, I will, I've done this in the past. Tell me if you have, you know, had a big meal, had a big drink, and then you get on the scale. What happened? What happened? What happened? You know, people do that. And that's honest and real. Have you done it? Come on. You can't be, you can't leave me out there hanging. I know in the past I've done that. And I feel like that's not necessarily the best use of the scale. Let's call that one out as being um, obsessive and unhelpful and not good. It's a self-sabotaging thing, right? Like, did I eat this? And did I lose weight? Is this good? Is this bad? Let's not go there. Uh, The other thing I think happens when we don't really get a plan together about the scale is that we start manipulating it and playing games, right? Like, Like this little board game. We start playing games with ourselves. We start lying to ourselves. You might start manipulating the scale. Yeah. You might be like, oh, the batteries are broken. That's why I'm not getting the right number. I've done that. I've totally done that. Been like, oh, yeah, I think the batteries are low. Let me go check a different scale. (laughs) Have you done that? It's true. You might do those gymnastics like I talked about, you know, removing clothing. One of my favorite ones, well, I shouldn't say it's my favorite. It's kind of sad. But I remember being in elementary school, and for some reason, I remember weighing 81 pounds. I don't know what grade I was in. But for me, I remember being told that was too much. And I remember going in the bathroom scale. This is before this kind of scale, the digital readout. This is the old-fashioned scale where it would go like swing, and it would kind of dance back and forth. And I remember turning back the dial with the little um, perforated type knob underneath. So it would go negative, like negative three or negative five or negative 10. And that way, when I got on the scale, I would see a different number. Has anyone else done that? I mean, how sad is that, that I was in elementary school trying to manipulate the scale and adjust the dial to get a different readout? Because I knew that number was so powerful. So I don't want that to happen to you guys. I don't want you out there playing games and fussing. I don't want you getting the wrong feedback about the scale. I don't want you becoming alarmed and feeling like danger is coming all because you jumped on a, the scale after having a big lunch or eating or drinking a lot or a weird ingredient. You know, you shouldn't become alarmed unnecessarily because the scale, the feedback provided by getting on the scale and weighing yourself it's going to change and it's going to flux. So I'm going to give you some recommendations about how to get on the scale in the most accurate way that's not going to make you crazy, where you can actually use it like my little hat here to help you predict weight loss, predict patterns, use it for helpful information to look at the, you know, the future, look in the past and have it be really your friend, like not the demogorgon guy. Okay. So this is, these are the techniques I use to lose weight. This is how I lost 140 pounds. And I'm just going to give you the real deal. No beating around the bush. You ready? Okay. This is what I did. Every morning and every evening, I would weigh myself a total of, let's see if my numbers are backwards or correct. There we go. Is that correct? Is that going the right way? I weighed myself two times a day. Two. So I weighed myself in the morning. And I weighed myself at night. That's it. I did not allow myself to be hopping on there after lunch, after dinner, after my snack, after my shower, after. No. Twice a day, that's it. Two times. That was my limit. Because otherwise you're feeling crazy. Now you might want to know some details about that. 
I'll, I'll share them with you if you want to know. But I would use, or I would jump on the scale for those two times um, in the morning after using the bathroom, just going tinkle, and then hopping on the scale to get a, an accurate read. And then at the end of the day, before bed, after I'd go tinkle, then I'd jump on the scale one more time. And I would keep track and I'd write that stuff down. So twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. What do you guys do? So be honest, if you haven't shared yet, let us know. Share in the group, don't be ashamed to admit it. I think we all have different strategies. I'm just sharing what helped me lose the 140 pounds. And I know you're here and so that's why you're curious. So I do feel like having a scale readout at the same time, each day, twice a day, immediately after waking up, immediately after going to bed, you know, with the toilet uh, needs in mind, I feel like that allowed me to track my weight in a consistent but private way. Now, I didn't really announce to anyone what was going on, but I did get out my phone. How old is this? And I'd be like, beep, 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 beep. And I would make notes in the iPhone section. So I should honestly hold up this one, but I thought this one was hilarious. Hello. Um, but I kept track of my phone and it was just nothing official or, you know, there's no graphs. There was no like seriousness to it. I just put it in a secret kind of folder and just made notes. Um, additionally, and I didn't just write down the number, I would write AM, PM, but here's where it gets exciting. <gasps> I would kind of write if there was something going on, like, hmm, I just had three beers <laughs> or Huh, I had a uh, carb quick uh, today. I made biscuits. Anything that I thought might be different or out of the ordinary or responsible for what could be a change, um, both positive and negative, I would make a little note to myself. Again, nothing fancy, but you know, I'm on my period or I ate this or I exercised a lot. I'm on vacation. Just maybe a word or two. It kind of helped me keep track in a private way and it helped me monitor my, my weight. So I learned to be aware and beware, that's probably not correct English, but the science is beware, but I learned to really be aware of patterns or trends in my weight. And I considered that to be imperative to my success of losing 140 pounds. This is what it was all about, is those trends, those like a uh, genie in a bottle that, um, you know, looking in the crystal ball or whatever analogy you want to give yourself, being aware of what was going on was so helpful. So helpful. Those trends that I became more aware of made all the difference. Because we all know as women, we tend to like gain a couple pounds and we're, oh my God, I got to throw in the towel. I gained two pounds or whatever it is, five. We freak out and then we overreact and then we maybe knee-jerk of the reaction that maybe wasn't even necessary. Now, you might have heard me mention a couple of ingredients that caused a little bit of drama. And I will just highlight a couple because I know you're curious. Um, anything to do with almond flour or any kind of flour for that matter, soy flour, almond flour, coconut flour, any of those kind of low-carb baked goods where I might have been using a product it contained uh, vital wheat, gluten, whey, I don't know. All these kinds of baked goods, carb quick, they caused some pretty significant changes in my weight. And once I became aware of that, I could predict it. And I'd be like, oh, 
okay, that makes sense. Yes, I made low-carb pancakes this morning using one of those potentially offensive ingredients to my, to my weight. And maybe, just maybe, that might be the cause for why my weight was swinging all over town. It's true. Um, another ingredient that would cause me to have my weight change is chia seeds. Have you ever had chia seeds? You totally should. I have a wonderful, uh, several recipes to make cereal using chia seeds in the Dirty Lazy Keto cookbooks. Um, but I do feel like chia seeds absorb a lot of water and they can affect your absorption of your food and all sorts of weird things. For me anyway, I discovered that they caused significant changes in my weight. So I needed to be aware of that trend. Also, almond flour, I mentioned, totally had an effect. I feel like it's really, um, like it sucks the life out of you. That's, that's how I would describe all these um, nut flours. Because it's just like cut up nuts, right? And nuts are like, they just suck it all up. So it's no wonder that it changes things. It might make you constipated. It affects your metabolism in all sorts of weird ways. It just is. It didn't freak me out. I just became aware of it. I didn't make excuses for myself. I was like, huh, I just wrote it down. Now I mentioned alcohol. Oh yeah, you know that alcohol can cause problems in a number of ways. For one, you might have a little too much to drink and suddenly you're eating pizza and going to Taco Bell. Am I lying or am I lying? Um, on the flip side, even if you still make great decisions while consuming alcohol, for me, especially beer, I noticed that it would affect my weight in some way. So there you go. It's not always cut and dry, is it? These, this is just information. The scale is not evil. It is not, you know, the Demogorgon guy out to get us. It's just a number. It's just a piece of plastic, people. It's just metal and plastic. It's not possessed. It's just a number. We need to stop demonizing that poor thing. Um, another uh, change I would notice getting on the scale in the morning and again at night as I would, I would notice, I can't put this on too much or else I won't see you, um, a normal fluctuation between morning and evening weight gain, okay? And this one surprised me. I remember thinking like back when I was 300 pounds and I wasn't really dieting and I didn't know anything about anything, I thought that once you got to a number on the scale, it would stay there, like forever. I had no idea that it was normal from the morning to night to gain weight. I thought I did something wrong. So for me, documenting my weight and seeing, oh yeah, I gain, you know, six to eight pounds every single day just being alive, but then I go to sleep and it all goes away. Seeing that every single day was super helpful. And then also weighing myself at night, weighing myself in the morning. I'm like, I don't know what happened while I was sleeping, but sign me up for some more of that. Because <laughs> that tends to be when people lose weight. I know. So go to sleep and wake up tomorrow a little bit happier. Um, but the truth is your hormone levels, hormone levels will also affect how much you weigh, right? And I was able to see that. Like my levels of hormones, if you're on your period or menopausal or changes in medication, all those things really do affect your weight. So being aware of hormones, medication, all those outside influences that are kind of be beyond your control, seeing that on the graph or seeing it on my iPhone, seeing me write down the pattern made me feel more comfortable. See, I was able to predict it. Like, oh, if my period's coming, that means X. I can expect my weight to do L-M-N-O-P, right? Do you see where I'm going with this? Or taking a certain medication, it might cause you to temporarily gain weight while you're on it, and then you might know that you'll lose it after. But it's important to be aware of what's going on with your body. 
I think for a lot of us, we're just clueless, right? So getting on the scale can provide some cheap, free, honest advice. Trust me, it works. Something else I noticed about how often I got on the scale was that it really reflected how much water I drank compared to the day before or the day before that, or even seasons. Like, for example, I notice in the summertime, I weigh a little bit more than I do in the winter. I know, because I've been doing this with my weight, keeping track, you know, pretty much for like a decade. So I can see, oh my gosh, I drink more water in the summer because I'm hot and I'm, you know, sweating and I want to stay cool and exercise. But in the winter, not so much. So my weight tends to be lowest. I can actually predict my lowest weight of the year. I know when that is. I know, that sounds a little crazy, but it's true. Getting on the scale just gives you that piece of information. I also notice how much I eat and the quality of the foods that I eat does affect how much I weigh. And I wouldn't know that unless I didn't get on the scale, right? You gotta get on the scale to get this feedback for yourself. It's like going on a job and your boss is giving you feedback. That's not a good analogy. No one likes their boss. <laughs> but the truth is I can tell, like if I'm eating better, I'm eating a lot of vegetables, I'm drinking my water, I'm eating protein at every meal, I'm not eating a bunch of garbage like fat bombs and keto cookies, you know, I'm eating right. Then my weight tends to be more consistent. But lo and behold, if I start introducing, you know, more protein bars or more convenience foods, then I can expect to see a little bit of change. The predictions don't always go in the right direction. But I can tell, like, uh-oh, yeah, I, maybe I didn't need to eat a, you know, an entire bag of those cheese wisps. Maybe not. Not so good. Um, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but it's important to, to remember that your weight doesn't stay the same. It's normal. It's to be expected. You can have a targeted number in your brain about how much you want to lose weight and what you want to weigh. But the truth is, it's a moving target. It's never going to be the same. Um, even though I track my weight and I eat kind of the same foods, because of all these outside influences like water, hormones, sleep, exercise, activity level, age, you know, all that kind of stuff. It affects metabolism, digestion. My gosh, I could keep going. But all these things make my weight a moving target. So keeping track, getting on the scale often in the morning, again at night, gives you that information to know that's okay and prevents panic. Panic, we don't want you doing that. That knee-jerk reaction that causes you to just go off the rails or give in or give up. You know what I'm talking about. It's normal to have your weight fluctuating. Um, I also feel like there are other ways you can be accountable and supplement this information. Now, I'm not unrealistic. I know a lot of you are too afraid of the scale, and some of you might be more comfortable doing measurements. Do any of you guys do measurements? Um, in addition to the scale or in lieu of the scale, and that's okay. Personally, I never found this to be helpful. Um, it just seemed like a lot of work to me. I'm kind of lazy, and you know, first thing in the morning, I don't want to be like, measuring myself and all that. Plus it just makes, I don't know, I don't like to do too much work. Let's just be real. But if this works for you, then that could be another source of information and a means to be accountable and get yourself feedback. 
Um, there's certainly other things, other clues that I use in addition to the scale. Uh, for me, the biggest clue is my sports bras. Oh my gosh. I can tell instantly if I've put on a pound by putting on my sports bra. I wear these Monday through Friday when I work out. And sometimes they're so tight, I can barely get them on or I can barely breathe or I got the boob spillage right under the arm up at the top. Then I'm like, uh, okay, <laughs> clearly there's a little bit going on in there. But for me, that this very tight fitted bra for exercise gives me immediate feedback. Um, and the size clothes I'm wearing, right? Like if I'm shopping for clothes and I'm like, oh yeah, smalls used to fit, but now I'm not fitting in them. That could be a sign of feedback, right? Um, I have a pair of shorts that I like to use. These are my booty shorts. That's a, that's a technical term, I know. It's very classy, don't judge. These are my booty shorts. And I've been wearing these now for almost 10 years. They're super ugly and unstylish and they have grease stains on the butt. That's why I call them my booty shorts. I don't really care though, because for me, I know when these shorts fit, I'm in the right frame of mind. Things are going well with my weight. When these start getting too tight where I don't feel comfortable wearing them, for me, that's another sign to get back to work and to be more thoughtful about what I'm eating. It's a very clear indicator that a problem might be happening. Am I alone with that one? Do you guys have any clothes that you do that with? Or um, pants or a dress maybe? Or a piece of clothing that helps you to stay in line and give yourself feedback? And I think that would be helpful to share. Um, it'll help give all of the people watching and listening a little bit more information and maybe some more ideas and how they can supplement the scale for losing weight. Because we all want to do better. We all want to help each other. And I know the scale isn't perfect, but it certainly is one piece of information that can help you. So if you guys liked this video, I know you're gonna enjoy the one I link up next. Um, specifically, it's about the benefits of tracking net carbs. So if you like tracking your weight and you see it to be helpful, uh, make sure to click on the video I link up next about tracking net carbs, because I feel like that's a huge area that can help you with your weight loss. So I'll link that one up next. Um, so as promised, has anyone been, been really excited about seeing my bra? <laughs> Do I really want to show you my bra? I don't know. I'm going to show it to you, though, because I said I would. Okay, here we go. This is my before bra. And then just to give you some perspective... I'll put it next to my current one. So quite a big change. Wow. Um, I wouldn't give back one inch or one sag or one wrinkle to go back to where I was before. I'm pretty happy with the way things turned out for me. And I know that you will be too. So if you're feeling inspired about weighing your way to weight loss and you're starting to feel more comfortable, maybe with how often and what time of day you should weigh yourself, I hope that you'll let me know in the comments because I will be picking a winner at random for a free copy of Dirty Lazy Keto Get Started Losing Weight While Breaking All the Rules. So I'll pick a, a winner at random and I'll put that in the comment below yours um, and that way you can get a free copy and read that chapter too that's going to be so helpful to you. So I want to just close by saying transformation is possible. Um, I believe in the Dirty Lazy Keto Diet as a way of life that you can do now and forever. I don't think you should be afraid of weighing yourself to get that correct information to help steer your ship and do some predictions about how to lose weight and make course corrections and foresee the future. 
So I know you can do this. I believe in you. The question is, do you believe in yourself? Well, that about wraps it up, folks. Thanks so much for listening and for being part of the Dirty Lazy Keto community. I'm here to support you. I am here to help. Would you like to be notified when a new episode drops? Sign up for my free newsletter so we can keep in touch. Enter your email at dirtylazyketo.com and I'll just send you quick notifications when something new is going on. My newsletters are free, of course, and you can unsubscribe at any time. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Do me a favor, tell a friend. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the Dirty Lazy Keto Podcast. I believe in you, my friend. I know you can do this. See you next week, Keto Superstars. Oh, 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 oh,